welcome, 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 fair listener. We are back. Season four. I'm oh, sorry. Season four. Season two. It's a jump ahead. Episode four of Lake Hooplands. I, of course, am Scott. I'm Brendan. And Coach, uh, Duff. Coach Duff is here. We have a special guest, the eighth grade basketball and football coach Jeff Kerner will be with on uh, will be on with us a little bit later. But let's uh, let's dive into it. A lot less games between yes between, <laughs> between podcasts, podcasts this yeah. time. Uh, last time we had eleven games to discuss. This one we've got four. Uh, district has has tipped off. We'll run through these real quick for those folks that weren't able to make it. And as always. Get to the games, man. Let's talk about them. Merry Christmas. Also, <laughs> I want to get that out there before I forget. All right. So uh, two Tuesdays ago, uh, Irving MacArthur came into uh, Lake Highlands, and uh, the Cats pulled out a 61-50 win. You know, uh, Brendan and I were both in attendance for that one. Um, not, a, not a great shooting night, which I feel like every time I'm in the building, they don't shoot well. Maybe you need to be at home. I mean, I, we're looking for any any uh, strategy we can get to improve that a little bit. But yeah, uh, that that was a good win, though. Um, Irving MacArthur. When you watch all their films, uh, it seems like almost every game is like they're kind of in the game with teams, or they battle back. Um, but yeah, we we extended the lead there to twenty, kind of around there a couple times, and and uh, yeah, ended up winning by ten or eleven. But uh, that was good to get that district opener. It was fun to have a, the doubleheader with the girls that night as well. I thought that they, uh, the MacArthur team did a great job of really stressing you guys, particularly in the first half. Uh, it was a, pretty much a close game. Uh, and then they kind of ran out of gas in the second half. They were running out of bodies, I noticed. I think they only had three players on, on the bench. And yeah, that one really uh, big dude to like – Kept fouling. <laughs> he had to yeah. sit on the pine a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I think some of their guys were cramping up. And and one of the strengths of our team is is we do have uh, good depth. You know, we, we can play a lot of guys, and uh, I do think we definitely warmed down that game. I think what I noticed, and you said it actually um, on the bench a couple of times, and we talked about it earlier this year, closing out games, that's going to be a learning curve for a super inexperienced team. And you, you know, look down the bench, you're like, guys, we've got to close these things out. Like, you're up. 20 points probably at one point, something in that neighborhood. Um, and, then, and it'll be a, a theme in the, in the next three games as well, right, where kind of get these big leads. So how are they adjusting to learning how to close those things out? Yeah, I mean, every, every experience you gain, you gain a little bit from. And, uh, you know, guys, when they've, you know, been in the fire, they've been in these moments, they'll, they'll kind of figure out what it takes to, to get the job done. And, um, you know, I did think that was a – uh, a good, a good, solid win for us. It wasn't super pretty, but um, you know, I, I was pleased with how a lot of different people contributed in that game at, at different moments to to get it done. There was definitely some wholesale line changes going on uh, in that one. Yeah. Um, then last Friday, Highland Park came into the building, uh, took a loss there, forty-four to forty. Uh, no one could shoot. Uh, Highland Park couldn't shoot. We couldn't shoot. It was sixteen to seven at halftime, which. <laughs> Someone's like, hey, will you uh, look up what the lowest scoring half in high school basketball <laughs> Texas history is? Because uh, seven is a low number. Um, but Zolan got it going in the second half, made a couple of uh, he did. threes right there at the beginning to kind of put Lake Highlands back in it. Um, and and then the team made a really nice late push, just couldn't quite get it. And It's one of those things where you need a stop, right? Or you need a bucket. 
mm-hmm. it's like you're like at the critical point of like the fans are like super into it, and then it's like a mystery, and you're like, ah, we just need like like one like igniter to get us yeah. going. Um, and I just kind of felt like there was a little bit of I won't I won't say fear. It was more like there's just no like give me the ball, yeah. I'm gonna take it. Yes, yeah, I I think uh, early on in the game. You, I, we executed the things we wanted to execute against their zones, and we got the looks we wanted to get, uh, and they just didn't fall. And, uh, you know, I think our guys are, are doing the right things. They're working really hard. I thought their defense was outstanding that game. I mean, holding Highland Park to 44 points is that's really what good. it should take to win. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, you're going to win a lot of games. If, you know, that's under 12 a quarter, uh, almost single digits a quarter, that's, that's really, really good defense. And, uh, was very proud of how our guys just continued to fight when you know shots were definitely not falling and and we got the looks we wanted and um, you know we're gonna play them again at their place and 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 hopefully we'll definitely knock those down. Yeah, lots of hands on the ball uh, inside. They were big. Like they're, they're very big. They're very yeah. big and they're very young. Right? Yeah. They had a six five or six six sophomore starting. And when they got in that one three one and all their arms lie, I'm like, yep. dang, they're like that looks intimidating. Yeah, it's challenging from a sense that you don't see that type of defense a lot. You know, a, a extended one three one, and and then their two three probably gave us more problems than the one three one did. But um, yeah, they're kind of different from Highland Park's perspective too, because they're normally just all a bunch of guards that can all shoot the ball, and and now they're they're a lot of bigs and they throw the ball inside a lot and they they don't shoot it quite as well as their teams typically do so it's it's a little different but uh we'll definitely be looking forward to to our second matchup with them at highland park yeah i was talking to uh, a highland park dad uh the, the next day on, on saturday and we were both just going over our thoughts on the game and it's like both teams highland park and lake highlands are almost opposite of what they were last year yeah just it looks like two totally different teams from each uh bench perspective uh what was the thing that you took away from that game though at the end was it the fight was it uh you've already mentioned defense but just if you wanted to give one more talking point what would that be yeah i mean i i I think i was very encouraged by the defensive effort all the way through the game um from a coach's perspective, we needed to get better with how we handled the zone. Uh, our zone offense needed to be a little bit better, and and then we just got to be be a little bit more confident shooting the ball. And then Bertner comes in this this last Tuesday, um, a seventy four sixty six win. Um, I mean, Brendan attended this one. I'm going to let him. I did. Um, it was a great performance. Always a district win is a district win. They all count the same. It doesn't matter if it's Jesuit, Highland Park, uh, or any of the Irving schools. And in this one, uh, you know, you get uh, your, I guess, closest rival from a proximity perspective, perhaps. And Berkner came out with a ton of energy. And what, what I noticed that they did very well was get the ball in the paint. And that's where they scored a majority of their points. Um, they did not hit I don't think they hit but one three now correct me if I'm wrong on that but does that seem ballpark right like they weren't shooting the ball outside real well so y'all did a great job on perimeter defense um but I thought their strength was getting it inside and that seemed to be where uh the cats were a little vulnerable yeah they they have a new coach and uh they're definitely a lot more motivated this year um I I think last year or two um when you kind of got up on them they they would kind of fold a little bit um 
And they they played Richardson really tough uh, the Tuesday night before or, or Friday night before. Um, they were up 15 in the first half against Richardson at Richardson, and that game ended up being a five or six point game. Um, they just beat Pierce um, uh, the other night, and so they're 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 a different team. Uh, and uh, you know, it was a tough game. Another one where I, th- I think we did get a 20 point lead at one point. We we're up 35 15. Um, but they, they, you got to give them credit. They fought, they hung in there. And, um, I thought there were some crucial moments in the second half where our guys really stepped up and, and made some big plays. I thought Isla Jill made some really big plays in the second half, some big rebounds, some big buckets. Um, and then it was another one where I thought our depth was a factor. Like I thought they wore down late in the fourth quarter. And I think that game in the Irving Mack game, I'd also say our guys really did execute some things really well. Like we were able to get some easy buckets and get some things here and there, both offensively and defensively, um, that made a big difference. So I was proud of him for that. While on the subject of Isla, I find that his uh, ability to defend – without yeah. necessarily getting steals, but influence the game and which side the ball is on the court good is length. fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He seems to uh, be an intimidating factor for the guys that are handling the ball on the opponent's side. Really, he must be one of your smarter players, I would have to say. Is that true? He is. He had some big blocks in the Berkner game, too, kind of in transition. They were kind of getting going in transition. Yeah, I remember two really big block shots. But yeah, he's six, six long. And versatile, he can do a lot of things. He's he's impacts the game on defense, and then he he moves the ball well, sees the floor well, um, and he can shoot it too. Do you need him to uh, shoot it with a little bit more confidence? And then Friday night um, at Jesuit uh, took a sixty-eight fifty-two loss uh, in that one. Jesuit was just hot, right? I mean, they hit a lot of shots. So I counted seventy percent from three point. Is that? That's got to be right. I can't. I don't seven think they were 10. that high, but they were they were close fifty percent for sure. For it, three, it was uh, quite a performance, and they weren't just like just behind the arc threes. They were parking lot. They were shooting that from that natatorium they've got over there across the, <laughs> the street, natatorium. and they were falling. Uh, very impressive uh, game from Jesuits. So that a lot of credit uh, does uh, belong there. Um, what would you say were your biggest takeaways from the positive perspective of, of Lake Holland's performance? Um, I, I think we had some good fight in the third and fourth quarter. We were down, um, but I, I, there was definitely no quitting our kids. And I, I think there were a couple moments where we kind of got things going and looked like you're maybe going to make a game out of it again. And then, you know, we weren't super disciplined, had some mistakes with some, we got some technical fouls and, um, you know, we came out in the third quarter and we did exactly what we wanted to do at halftime. We got great looks, and again, just didn't 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 fall. And um, you know, I, I I take a lot of responsibility for that. I, I think a lot of that comes back to me as the head coach. That um, you know, I, I've got to do a better job of putting these guys in positions to be successful, and and then also just giving them. Um, a better sense of confidence and and getting them playing a little bit looser where they can um, feel comfortable and confident in in knocking down shots. And so I I think a lot of that falls back on my shoulders and, and us as a coaching staff, you know, the good thing is this next week, we don't have a game. We we have a week where we can really work on ourselves. And, uh, and I think we've got to do a better job as a coaching staff, just, just putting our kids in, in positions to be successful. And then, and then, 
um, you know, giving them more confidence to go out and make the plays they, they know they're capable of making. Let's talk a little bit about those technical fouls because there were three. One was, uh, you know, kind of your standard, uh, the one that was called on Logan. You could kind of see where that was headed, yep. and that was fairly self-explanatory. The, the, there were two others, one on uh, Jalen Shine. Yep. What, was the, what was the call there, and why was that given a technical? Because, you know, the, the officials don't give a explanation to those in attendance and so it was very confusing as to what was actually called and why it was called. Did you get an explanation? Uh, I did. I don't. I don't want to go too much into it. Um, you didn't you enjoy know, he, the explanation. He he. he uh, <laughs> the the official asked Jalen to back up off the inbounder. You can see on the video he clearly backs up, and um, you know Jalen uh, looked at the official and and I guess looked at him in the wrong way, mm. and so um, you know that he. he got a technical for that and you know we need to be more respectful of, of officials and um you know and, and be more disciplined because again that was a point in the game where we were making a little bit of a run and, and making some things happen and um you know we didn't help ourselves out there so and then we get water on the floor uh <laughs> and my buddy chris hill's on his hands and knees in his suit and tie and trying yeah. to clean the floor. Like, what was he saying for to you about it? For an extended period oh, we of were, time. Uh, Chris, Chris is such a great friend of mine and, and a really, really good coach. And, um, you know, they, they didn't play a whole lot of guys. And, and both teams, I mean, it was, a, it was a high-level game. Both teams were working really hard. And so when, when guys were hitting the floor, they're full of sweat. And the floor was getting a little, little wet. And uh, I think they took their time. I'll just say that. They took their time and. <laughs> wiping up those wet spots to kind of give their guys a little bit of a rest. Um, so, yeah, I was giving them a hard time about that. So, two and two in district. Um, let's talk about the team overall. Um, you know, where, where is this team? I, I think Brendan and I have talked about it. We just can't get a good feel for, like, strengths and weaknesses because, to your point, really good defense, yep. really good perimeter defense sometimes. Sometimes Jesuit makes a bunch of threes. And, and it just feels like, well, is it a strength or is it a weakness? So, what are your feelings on it? Yeah, I mean we're we're two and two. We're nine and eight overall. I think we're at a point right now where the season could go in a lot of different directions. Um, I think we're a team that has good depth. I think we're a team that plays really good defense when we're locked in. I think um, we've proven against really good teams that we can sit down and defend and make things difficult for you. And we uh, we we are. I feel like our guys are executing our defensive game plans, like the things that we go and, and try to do um, in preparation. They're doing a good job of that. Um, you know, like I said, we've got to get better offensively. We've got to find ways to put the ball in the basket. And, again, I, I take a lot of responsibility for that. I think, um, you know, we've got to find a way to get our guys a little, just a little bit more confident and loose and, and playing and having fun. And, um, you know, I think this week will be a great great opportunity to, to work on those things for ourselves. I think this team can beat anybody in the district. Um, I, I really absolutely believe that. Um, and it's going to be a very interesting district race. No one is going to go 16-0 and um, like we did last year. I mean, it's going to be a dogfight. Everybody's going to beat everybody. Um, so it's going to be about the teams that get some consistency and get hot in the right time in January and February. And that, that's what we're going to try to get our guys to do. And I think there's a, there's a good note in that for like even young players because I had this exact same discussion with my fifth-grade team. Like they were out there, and I think they were scared – to be in the wrong position of, of me or of, of making a mistake. And I just set them down. And I was like, guys, you got to just play. Like, yep. you got to go play. And 
you know, watching, you know, for fifth grade, it's watching somebody dribble around is not playing. Like you can't score if you're just going to watch someone else dribble around. I can do that on the sideline. And I do see some of that in the, in the high school team where it, there's several specific players and times where I'm like, he just got to play. He's yeah. got to get out there and just like go. Yeah. And I think that goes back to what Kendall was talking about uh, last week in the, the alpha dog, right? You got to believe that you're the best player on the floor, on your team, on the other team. I'm going to take you. I mean, I did this with Mesa Carlson when he was a pitcher in high school and he, he was a really good left-handed pitcher, but he had no confidence. I was like, go strike everybody out. That know that you can. Yeah. And, and there's so there's part of that, like just get them to like go play, right? And if they're too close to the plate, just hit them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, Brendan was noticing uh, Logan is very strong now. What's up with that? He has put on like so much muscle, and you can tell it. And it's not just in his arms, which are bulging, but like his <laughs> his his um, vertical is way higher than it was last year and he is playing at a really high level. I know that um you know people may look at like you know the team not dominating games in in the fashion that they were last year, but that guy plays so hard and cares so much and I yeah. just see you know, it's like he added 20 pounds of muscle and he isn't afraid to go into that paint. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter the circumstances whether the team's up, down or whatever and I just see alpha in, in Logan Strahan quite a bit. Yeah, um, I mean, he's our most experienced guy that that's out there right now. Um, you know, he played in the state tournament, knocked down a big three, had a bucket against DeSoto in the semifinals, and um, he's been a leader for us. Um, he's been dinged up a little bit here and there throughout the season, you know, got those staples early in his head, has been dealing with an ankle and a back, and he's really starting to get healthy now. But I, I would say in the four district games, he's looked like – a returning player, you know, ready for the moment. Um, and again, it's kind of similar stuff you're talking about, Scott. Like when you, when you've been there before, the game slows down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, when you've been there before, you're able to go, go play in in a sense a, a little bit easier. And, and Logan's got that; he's got that experience. And yeah, on the on the strength side, big shout out to Judd Smith, our strength and conditioning coach, who works out all the teams. And and gotta give him credit for. Uh, I guess if you're noticing Logan's improved physique, that's all Coach Smith, <laughs> Judd Smith. Is that uh, greedy? You is that with? Is he in that deal? Uh, greedy you is Marcus Stiggers, and yeah. he does a lot of strength and conditioning on the weekends, Saturdays and Sundays. If you want to get your kid quicker, faster, uh, Marcus is is amazing at that. Uh, Judd is our Lake Highlands uh, strength and conditioning coach. He he does. Uh, all sports Um, so we like right now while we're in season we work out on Wednesdays and Saturdays and and Judd has the workout set up for us Um, he does everything for us in the off season Um, and he's awesome and he tailors things to basketball specific lifts and um, you know he's he's great we'll be in there we'll we'll see him on Monday perfect all right let's get to the Lake Hooplands player of the week for the first slate of district games here yeah, I uh, I did want to go ahead and, and let's. Uh, I thought the performance in Berkner we just talked about it earlier by Isla Jill um, was really big time and and uh, you know he was pretty solid in in all those games and so we we want to give it to Isla Jill. Congratulations to Isla Jill, our Lake Hooplands Player of the Week, and be on the lookout for Beck Johnstone uh, coming <laughs> soon for this award because I will. I have I identified him as my official sponsorship player for, for this year. year. For this year. 
Chitty, he's the new Chitty. He's yeah, the new yeah. Chitty, of he course. Is. Man, we do love Beck Johnstone. That dude can play. He plays so hard. He yes. really does. Awesome kid. Um, all right, let's get to uh, our sponsors. Highlands Family Dentistry, Dr. Jordan Luna. They're in the Lake Ridge Village Shopping Center. You can go to highlandsdentaldallas.com. Brendan is an avid supporter and patient of Dr. Luna. I can't say enough great things about it. I am, uh, what, two weeks removed from my appointment. My teeth are still gleaming. They're still clean. They're still very clean. I feel like I probably don't even have to brush them. I do, but I don't have to. And I would send anybody uh, to Dr. Luna and his staff. They're that good. So I used to be a, a non-flosser. Like I just that's gross. No, it's not gross. Like I floss sometimes, but not regularly. I guess your mirror's clean. And I would feel very um, uh, scared to go to the dentist and have. But you don't have to feel scared to go to Doctor Luna's. I mean, they're so nice and accommodating and and everything over there at at Highlands Family Dentistry. Yes, give them a shout if you are looking for a new dentist or um, if you're just fed up with what you got right now. If you're looking to replace. Kids dentistry, adults dentistry, elderly dentistry, <laughs> for, for Brendan's sake. Uh, go to highlandsdentaldallas.com. And our other great, great sponsor, uh, the Mask Family at Wildcat Cleaners. They're at wildcatcleaners.com. They have curbside service. They have uh, pickup and delivery uh, from your house. And to your house, also they don't. They won't just take your clothes. They will bring them back, also, and that's a that's a bonus. Well, will they take them if you ask them to? I need these clothes out of my house, <laughs> like a donation. Like I can't wear this anymore. I look ridiculous. I wore this in 1998. I don't think they'll do that, but okay. they definitely will take your clothes that you do wear and get them sparkling clean. I always have the. I always like to get them to focus on the collar around the dress shirt, right? Okay, just get that, you know, kind of yellow. So I was a sweater. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but yes, go to wildcatcleaners.com. Uh, they are over in the town center and uh, kind of right by, behind Hollywood Feed and, and over there by the bar group as well. Uh, but go there. Get your get your clothes cleaned. We don't need any of these national dry cleaning places. Let's go local. Let's yeah. go Wildcat Cleaners. All right. Very good. Thank you uh, very much to our sponsors. And now we've with, got a guest. Uh, without further ado. We will bring on uh, Jeff Kerner, who is the eighth grade uh, Lake Highlands Junior High football and basketball coach. Anything else you do? I'm the boys athletics coordinator. Um, boys athletics coordinator, perfect. Uh, runs all the athletics uh, for boys at, at the junior high. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in uh, East Texas, a little town called Emory. Emory. My wife's from Longview. Really? Yeah. Nice. So we have that in common, I guess. How big? How <laughs> what kind of population are we staring at with Emory? Where Emory are they tipping was, the scales? They were a three A school district, okay. so fairly small, pretty okay. small. And you uh, got into the Lake Highlands system. You've been here a while. Uh, I know that because I've had two boys now. Uh, you know, play under your tutelage. But uh, how did you get into the system, and how long have you been here? Well, uh, we uh, I originally started out, um, I was out in Grand Prairie at a little uh, charter school, and um, I got a call from Richardson ISD, you know, asking me to, to come and, and teach PE at uh, Forest Lane Academy. Uh, so I was over there, uh, Coach Baker, the head softball coach, she was over there with me. Um, anyway, Coach Rote recruited me to do B-team football at Forest Meadow Junior High. 
so I was over there and, and doing B team, I think for a year, two years. Uh, and then they pulled me over there full time. So I was over there for about four years and then uh, transferred over to Lake College Junior High when I got the opportunity. Uh, my son was going to go through there. So I wanted the opportunity to make sure I was able to coach him and be a part of his games and activities. And so made the switch and a lot of people did not like that, that I switched from Force Meadow Lake Highlands. Well, you're kind of skipping ahead here on where we were going to go with this because I wanted to really ask, you know, I have seen you in action over, over the last several years, and you and Brian Rote seem to have a very solid relationship. I did not know that that was the background of it, so I was going to ask you a little bit about how you all became such, you know, uh, compatible guys in, in the trenches for a pun there on the words but it sounds like he was your boss there for a good bit he was the boss for a little while so it was, it's fun to to you know go up against my my yoda I yeah <laughs> my yoda did you always want to get into coaching was that something that you've always enjoyed i have i've i've loved it grew up around sports um always enjoyed you know joking around with with kids and uh so well why not combine the two and, and go coach and teach here? <laughs> there you go. Maybe, maybe give us some good insights. So. How much do you and Coach Duffield talk about basketball? How much do you collaborate on the system, on the players, et cetera, you know, things like that? We talk quite a bit. We, uh, I, I make sure that everything that we're doing always aligns with, with exactly what they want um, in their program. Uh, we make sure Would you we, say he's a dictator? <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> he does a great job of of giving us the flexibility to you know to work with what we have. You know, of, of course, if if we see our athletes have something that's you know unique, that's different from you know from what he has drawn up, um, you know, we can kind of uh, you know change that a little bit. But typically, I like to keep everything right in line with what they're doing. That way, when they get up there, they don't have to learn the system; they can just um, expand on it. So. Yeah, very cool. All right, let's talk a little bit about eighth grade hoops. Um, Brendan's seems, seems son, dominant, Brendan's uh, son based on what I've seen. Eighth grade team. Um, this is a good group of kids. We've talked about it a little bit on the podcast before. It's a good class of, of basketball players. Um, how have you enjoyed putting the teams together? And, you know, I think the B team and the A team could probably just play each other to a tie every week, but they just kind of roll over everybody else in the district. Yes, it's it's been really fun. This uh, very deep, very talented group. Um, I mean, our honestly, our B teams could do uh, really good work against a lot of the A teams in the district. We're um, just very, very deep and blessed to have uh, the kind of talent that we have. Um, we've done had a lot of success so far. Um, gone through uh, three three games so far. Yep, and uh, and done really well. So. Uh, it was it was really interesting. This last game, uh, we played North Junior High, and uh, one of their goals was slightly lower oh, really? than, <laughs> than the other end. And so, you know, our big guys came in there pregame, and they're like, "Coach, we, we can dunk. We think we can dunk on this." So they're in there <laughs> slamming it down and intimidating the snot out of you know the guys on the other end. It was pretty funny. I said, "Well, just wait. You know, at halftime, it switches, and you know, you won't be you won't be jumping that high." All right, let's get to our full court press with Coach Jeff Curter. Now, this is a little inside one: Mountain Dew or coffee? Oh, that's a that's coffee all day. No Mountain Dew for you? No. Or did you used to do Mountain Dew? This was an inside question that I was. There's told to something ask. about Mountain Dew that's going on in your background. 
So okay, so uh, <laughs> you know, there's there's a movie, Talladega Nights, right? Oh yeah, that has uh, you know the the kid who's like, I'm all jacked up on Mount Doom. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, I, I taught health for forever, and so in in the, the classroom, you know, when we're talking about the drugs unit, you know, so like, you know, hey, we don't need to do this because you don't need to be all jacked up on Mountain Dew, <laughs> and you know, there's some that get it, some that don't, but you know, either way, it made me laugh and. Uh, it's good stuff, but uh, yeah, I, I'll take coffee over Mountain Dew. But Mountain Dew sure is fun to, fun to, fun to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I kind of figured that was that was probably in there somewhere, but I didn't know if it were, like no, maybe you were a uh, addicted Mountain Dew user, and I'd like to know more about that because you know, quite frankly, the Dew scares me. I think the last time I had a Mountain Dew was in high school. You used to drink a lot of Mountain Dew Patterson. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Does it help? jack you up does it have more caffeine than the normal uh cola i don't think i needed help getting jacked up in high school i think i was pretty fine on energy you're still fine on energy you're doing great all right bigger question here this may get you in hot water football or basketball (laughs) with the head basketball coach sitting right behind you right (laughs) Uh, yeah but coach campbell's coming in soon so don't (laughs) uh i'm gonna say that uh growing up basketball was was my thing um you know I, I absolutely loved it I, I you know engulfed myself in the game um studied it wanted to, to do the best I could at it um football was something I, I fell in love with um after I, I started coaching it um I have you know an equal love for both um but when it comes down to it and just you know me coaching uh you know just my players uh it, it basketball I guess takes takes the cake on that one and it's an indoor sport that's what i love about it like no weather there is no weather but there are um you know when you're when you're at jesuit sometimes the elements come onto the floor (laughs) and you have to deal with with wetness uh so so it's not fully uh baked in there that it's the uh neutral uh of weather uh issues i had a question for you that we we missed um well, we're to, in the middle of a full court press. I know, but this is going to get into the full court press. Well, now you've broken the press. Yeah, <laughs> which I'm good at. Um, did you go to Texas Tech? I did. Okay, that's I did. what I thought. That's what I thought. So that leads into the next question. Spike Dykes or Mike Leach? I'm a, I'm a Mike Leach guy. I, uh, I was there during his era, and so uh, I, I loved it. it. Great guy. Did you see Michael Crabtree break my heart? I did. God. I did. And and I was one of the ones that rushed the field. After we actually won, you know, the first time they rushed the field, they yeah. had to get them back all off. But Hey, what's the deal with all the tortillas? <laughs> That's such a weird thing to me. And I ask every tech person. I don't think I've ever gotten, like, an answer. It's almost like, oh, I don't know. We just do it. What's Is there a story behind that? I looked it up at one point, and it, it's just a, a tradition that started. Unlike um, any other. Oh, <laughs> unlike any other. Um <laughs> And it, it honestly, I, I, I see no one knows. Story, I'm telling you, no one knows. I believe it started in the 1993 football season. Uh, I was in high school, and people just started randomly throwing tortillas, and then it became a thing, and then it extended for years. Who thought to bring a bag of tortillas into a football game? A genius. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, don't touch the tortillas though, because. Yeah. They're they, gross. They, they sneak them in very unique ways. Oh, they don't nope. <laughs> it's a, a self tortilla throwing uh, thing. No one else touch anyone else's tortillas, please. Uh, favorite Christmas album or song? 
Favorite Christmas song would be The Christmas Song by Nat King Cole. Okay. Thanks. All right. That's a good one, Brendan. Uh, you want me to sing that or do Please. I? I'm a Hark the Herald Angels guy. Um, I'm a I'm a old holy night guy. Yeah, I like old holy night. I really like them all. I love Christmas. Is Christmas your favorite holiday, oh, Coach Kerner? I'm a Christmas elf. My wife hates it because I hates like, Christmas. Well, no, she loves Christmas. She hates that I'm a Christmas elf. because oh. I mean I'm putting stuff on the house, you know, early. Yeah, I'm putting stuff up inside. <laughs> it's so you're great. decorated to the hilt over it. there. Uh, we're, we're trying uh, this year with a little kid at home. It's kind of. Kind of tough. Starter, but uh, make that happen. You got elves. You have elves at your house. I do. Yes, the the elves move every night. You just Perfect. broke the press <laughs> and confidence. <laughs> How about your favorite Christmas food? While we're on the subject of the Christmas, Christmas food. Um, I'm going to go with the good old honey glazed ham. Okay, I love it. Do you do different Christmas food or th- versus Thanksgiving food, or is it very similar? We switch it up. Um, our family loves to do traditional at Thanksgiving, um, but then we'll go uh, Mexican food a lot of times. Oh, yeah, tamales. That's a big one for us at Christmas. You do tamales? I've done tamales. We do Italian uh, quite a few times. Um, I also yeah. like a good steak on uh, I don't Christmas. Know. Like, uh, my wife's sister was dating this guy from Baltimore, and his family was Italian. And he brought spaghetti for Christmas, and I was like, I don't know. Hey, ho, ho, ho. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who's that? Uh, just Who's joined the program? The Italians. Italian Santa? Yeah, sure. Okay. That was our full court press with Coach Kerner. We will let him get out of here. Uh, we're going to bring Coach Duffield back to discuss the games that are coming up. Thank you very much, Coach. Thanks, for, Coach for Kerner. On. Oh, you bet. Thank you all for having me on. All right. Um, so Christmas is nigh upon us. Uh, one week from tomorrow. That's right. There will be a little bit of a break here, I think, Coach, for uh, for the team to just kind of work out, kind of what we talked about, work on yourselves, get centered, get stronger. Um, but then we come back after Christmas, December 27th to the 29th. That would be next, uh, what is that, Wednesday to Friday. The Allen In-N-Out Tournament, which I went to last year. Uh, it's a great yep. tournament. They've got an In-N-Out Burger truck out front. They That's do. always fun. Um, what are we What are we going to see at that tournament this year? Uh, well, we get to open up with uh, Lake Travis, who we played down in Georgetown. Um, so that's going to be a fun rematch with those guys. Um, they're currently top five in the state in a couple national rankings. They're 24 in the nation. Have a really talented player named Hudson Greer. That's a junior, and and is, will be a big time Division One basketball player. Um, so that'll be a great opening matchup, and and the the bracket is is very very competitive. So it'll be good. It'll be good for us. It'll help us get ready for district and the playoffs. Coach Wester's squad out there again. Plano East is there. Yep, and Allen are both two probably um, of the better teams, both top ten in the state. Love it. Uh, get out to Allen and watch the Wildcats play. What time is that first game on Wednesday? Uh, two o'clock. Two o'clock. Two o'clock at Allen on okay. December 27th. Yep. You'll have done all of your Christmas opening. You'll have done all of your Christmas eating. Get out and watch some basketball in Allen on December 27th at 2 o'clock. And then we get back into district play. Rich, uh, Richardson comes. Uh, we go to Richardson on January 2nd, so right after New Year's, which uh, here's the thing. Why aren't our kids going back to school on January? 7th? <laughs> because they don't get out until yeah. the twenty first. I know, but that's also dumb. Like we, sh- the the time before Christmas is the time they need to be out of school. 
I and agree. the time after Christmas, they needed going back. back to school. I'm with you on that one. I agree with you, but you know, you should have run on that platform when you were running for school board. Now is not <laughs> the time. Well, then I would have to run against Chris Boteed, and it would be all weird and. Oh, I think people competition brings out the best in everybody. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so Richardson, like you said, played Bertner close. Um, yep. And so what are we going to see at uh, that game? Oh, it'll be a great game. Uh, both those games there, uh, while we're still out of school, are huge for us. Richardson and Pierce, um, we're all going to kind of be in the hunt. And um, Richardson has a lot of players back. Um, don't have a lot of size, but have really good guard play. Um, they so still that, have that uh, Tim Jordan. No, he's gone. He's okay. in college. He is um, such a good player. Wow. Yeah, the other four starters are back. Um, so it'll be a great matchup for us. Um, I did want to mention, I, did, I, I love that we had Coach Kerner on. Um, he does such a great job at the junior high. We are really blessed at both junior highs to have some great coaches working basketball, football, all the sports. Uh, and that's such a big part of our success in all sports at the high schools is, is kids get great coaching at that level. Um, and I also did – I wanted to mention our sub-varsities too, um, who both are freshman A and JV won against Jesuit and Highland Park, so they're both 4-0 nice. in first place. So um, proud of all those guys as well. And so check all those teams out um, when we come back after Christmas, January 2nd, uh, Richardson, January 5th, Pierce. And we'll get uh, Dominique on. We'll get Coach yes. Perez on. We'll get yep. Coach Moore from uh, Flower Mound. Uh, Flower Mound. I do that every time. It's Forest <laughs> Meadow. Forest Meadow. There you Forest go. Meadow as well. Um, so as mentioned, January 5th, Pierce. At home, uh, yep. seven o'clock on that Friday night, uh, you'll be. Everyone will be preparing to go back to school then. So come out to the game, man. Absolutely. Um, next podcast for us will be January seventh. Uh, we'll have this regular cadence of every two weeks. Uh, the The beginning of the season is a little choppy for us, right? Because there's so many games and so much things. But we're we're now on this kind of really nice uh, regular pace here. Uh, like I said. Um, we are hoping to get Coach Moore from Forest Meadow on next week. Dominique Kirk will be on the week after that. We'll keep. We'll get some players on. Yes. Again, guys, go to these games. Um, it's fun to grow up with a team. I think um, we've talked about it on the air. We talked about it off the air. It's you know you get to know the players. They're going to be here for a couple of years versus yep. last year where everyone literally everyone's gone. Uh, and so now we can you know really grow up with these guys and get really excited about the team. Get excited about the district push. Get excited about the playoffs. Um, so get out there and, and go to the games. Uh, thank you again to Lake Highlands Family. See, I even typed Lake. It's Highlands Family Dentistry. That's right. You did it to me again. Uh-huh. Uh, Highlands Family Dentistry and Wildcat Cleaners. And congratulations to Isla Jeal, our Player of the Week. And we will talk to you next week. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thanks, guys.